Kung nagustuhan mo ang naririnig mo sa aking podcast, why don't you visit at wellpredbidad.com wellpredbidad.com Small letters lahat yan. wellpredbidad.com Kasi marami pa akong mga tutorials, marami akong mga articles doon at mga links sa mga websites where you will develop more skills in thesis writing. Registration is free, no? Walang bayad yung registration. So you just go to members login, no? Magpa-member ka doon sa aking website. Once you become a member, you will receive emails regarding new developments sa aking podcast, mga new articles that I will be posting, including exercises that uh, you can, you know, do at home, pwede mong gawin sa bahay mo, at uh, doon mag-practice ka na mag-practice, and then you can send that or email that to me for some comments and suggestions. Wellfredbida.com, wellfredbida.com, and the news, more letters, lahat yan, wellfredbida.com, and then try to register there, do it now para matapos ka na sa iyong thesis at sa iyong dissertation. Maraming salamat sa pagkikinig sa aking podcast. Good day. Good day to everybody. Good morning. This is your friend, si Doc Fred, giving you again important tips in finishing your thesis or dissertation on time. For today, pag-uusapan natin ang tinatawag natin na ethics in research. Okay. Tandaan natin, number one, that research is not just about acquiring information and finishing your thesis. Actually, research is also a power relationship. In other words, merong power relation yung, rela- yung researcher saka yung kanyang respondents. So, there's a power-laden interaction between the two. Kaya, because it's a power relation, di ba, pag pumunta tayo at tayo ay nagkukundak ng research, tingin sa atin ang community, medyo mataas tayo. Or not even the community, even an organization, pag dumarating yung evaluation team, o yung research team, assessment team, parang tayo ay mga hari. <laughs> We're given special treatment by the community dapat respeto natin ang power relationship na yan i-recognize natin kaagad para hindi natin mapuso remember when I was doing research in Tawi-Tawi I was given you know red carpet by <laughs> the NGO na aking in-evaluate ah, dahil daming pagkain daming ano preparations, VIP treatment because I'm going to evaluate their project. And that based on my evaluation, either the project will be continued or terminated. 
Kaya it's laden with power relationships. So, ano ba ang dapat nating tandaan? Meron hong mga batas, merong mga code of ethics for research. Ang number one na code of ethics ay nakalagay sa Nuremberg Code of 1947. Uh, ano ba itong Nuremberg Code? Sa panahon kasi noon, sa time ni Hitler, di ba Gyerito 1947, grabe ang abuso ng human subjects noon ng research. Kasi si Hitler ay gumagawa ng formula kung paano mabilis patayin yung mga Jews. So, meron siya mga chemical research. Paano ba i-inject na mabilis ang, <laughs> ang extermination ng Jews? Because his objective is to kill all the Jews. So, sinabihan niyo mga scientists, magawa kayo ng, ano, ng chemical or injection ba o anong klaseng ano, uh, strategy na mabilis ang extermination ng Jews. Kaya na-formulate itong Nuremberg Code para maprotektahan yung mga subjects natin from the abuses of researchers. So, number one, there should be voluntary consent of human subjects. Okay? So, there should be voluntary consent. Very important. And then, you should avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury of your subject. Bawa may psychological trauma silang ma-encounter sa mga tanong mo. It might be, might cause them to have some nightmares dahil you're asking them to remember a very sad event in their lives. Okay? And, uh, Again, if you are doing, you know, interviews with people who are disabled or have may mga kapinsanan, dapat consider mo yung kanilang uh, physical conditions or mental conditions. Then, number two, in 1964, na-formulate itong Helsinki Declaration. Okay. And itong Helsinki naman is uh, they would like to differentiate therapy and research. At dito na ano yung informed consent. Na dapat daw mayroong written informed consent from the participants before you conduct the research. Okay. So, ano ba ang mga basic ethical principles for research? Uh, first is to avoid plagiarism. Right? There should be proper citations. Kung saan mo kinuha yung data, dapat isite mo kung saan mo kinuha. Okay? And uh, you have to attribute certain statements to the people who gave the statements. Number two is that uh, if you are interviewing human participants, there should be voluntary participation and protection of their identities. Dapat hindi mo sabihin ang pangalan. Kung magpalabas ka ng picture, dapat takpan mo yung muka para hindi makilala yung iyong mga subjects. 
Alright. Now, sa UNESCO naman, meron silang guidelines. Code number 8 of the UNESCO, which states that all researchers should respect culture. Kasi minsan kasi may mga cultural differences or culturally sensitive questions na dapat iwasan natin dahil nakakasakit ng mga respondents natin. Especially our ethnic groups. Now, sa atin sa Pilipinas, meron tayong EPRA law protecting our IPs from unnecessary and you know intrusion of their cultural heritage and research. Kaya meron tayong tinatawag na free prior informed consent. So any research about IPs must first obtain free prior informed consent from the IP leaderships. So if you if don't if you don't get that don't proceed kasi subject to attack ng imuhang research. Okay, so um, again, sa UNESCO, sinasabi nila, the research should avoid undue intrusion into the lives of the individuals or communities they study. No? So, halimbawa, kung gumamit ka ng pictures, ng video na napaka-ano naman, napaka-invasive naman sa privacy ng mga respondents nyo, hindi naman yon siya maganda. Remember that Uh, nagre-research ka lang and so you have to respect the privacy of your respondents. Okay. So, I suggest that before you proceed with the interview, we proceed with anything that you do in the research, dapat yung mga participants, papirmahin mo ng informed consent. Ha? Dapat merong informed consent at marami namang ma-download sa internet na proforma sa informed consent. Okay, so hanap ka sa internet ng mga proforma. The other important thing is that there should be voluntary participation from the participants. And at any time during the interview or during the data collection, pag ayaw na ng participants, parang hindi na niya kusunada yung takpo ng mga tanong mo, ayaw na niya ituloy yung research, yung interview, then he can terminate the interview anytime. Walang, ano, walang repercussions, walang sakita ng loob, at you have to make it clear to him before you start with the interview that, sir, uh, pag sa tingin mo, uh, ayaw mo na akong sagutin, then you can terminate the interview anytime. That is your right. Okay? And again, isa pa sa mga importanteng principle dito is you have to protect the, the, the identities of your informants. Their, you know, any reference to their names, their location, their age should be kept confidential. Uh, pwede naman yung age siguro for general. Pero pag sinabi mo, ah, yung galing sa purok na yan, purok... Street number 2, edad niya 55, siya yung barangay captain. Nako, kinalang alam na kaagad kung sino yung tao na yan. Okay? So, they have the right, the, the respondents have the right to reveal the information 
that they are comfortable with. You don't have to force them to give the information. At ito ang pinakamatindi, yung last. They have to know the results. Now, after the interview, it's your obligation to go back to the community and present your results. As a matter of policy, we will never allow a student to proceed with the final defense of his paper without first presenting uh, his findings to the community where he got the data. Yung tinatawag natin na validation. And lastly, and very importantly, is you have to consider the conflict of interest. So, when will the conflict of interest happen? According to the National Academy of Sciences, a conflict of interest in research exists when the individual has the interest in the outcome of the research that may lead to a personal advantage and that might therefore, in actuality or appearance, compromise the integrity of the research. So, kung halimbawa, ikaw yung, ano, ikaw yung program manager, ikaw yung mayor, o ikaw yung uh, supervisor ng isang project that was evaluated, at ikaw rin ang nagre-research dyan, siyempre, questionable na yung motives mo kasi gusto mo positive yung results. So, if there is a conflict of interest, then you have to declare that at the very beginning of the research. Which, you know, leads to the question, if I'm evaluating a program that I'm, that I'm implementing, bawal ba yan? Kasi ako yung nag-implement, ako rin nag-evaluate. Bawal ba yan? Ano bang sagot dyan? Well, my answer is, hindi naman bawal. If ang iyong pinag-aralan ay process evaluation. Process, meaning to say, Tinitingnan mo lang kung paano ini-implement yung project for the purpose of improving the way it is implemented. So, it's more of operational, more of improving the way you're doing things. Yan ang pwede yan. Pero kung pag-aralan mo yung outcome, saka yung output, at saka impact ng project, baka maging bias yan. Kasi, siyempre, interesado ka na positive yung result kasi outcome na yan. Para sa akin, kung sabi ko na nga, kung ikaw ang manager, ikaw nag-implement ng project, pwede yung process lang tingnan mo. Paano na-implement yung project? Is it effective? Is it efficient? Did you use properly the resources? Pwede yan for management improvement. So, that's it guys. Napaka-importante, consider natin yung ethical considerations in research. This is again your friend, si Fred, Doc Fred, giving you some simple tips in finishing your thesis. Good day, everyone. Have a nice day.